Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, episode 61. Um, this is a bittersweet episode. It's nice and long and juicy, super inspirational, but this is the last episode that is closing a chapter um, in the podcast. Um, I will be starting fresh in April with season one. There is a season one trailer that will drop at the end of March so you guys can know more about the transition all of the old episodes will still be available, but I just wanted to make sure that I am approaching this podcast um, in a way that will help me grow um, and help me do more things, um, help me get sponsors. So I wanted to just not start fresh, but start with all the learning, all the things that I've learned. <laughs> I've learned so much in this past year and a half of just being consistent and showing up and talking to you guys and having your feedback and, you know, just enjoying you guys. Knowing that you're listening is amazing. We are doing really well. Um, and to me, my, my goals may be small for this podcast, but the fact that anyone shows up to listen, to share the podcast with other people, to even tag me in a post on social media means so much to me. But I don't want to talk too much um, because we do have an interview today and we do have an interview with Erica. Um, I love Erica. We met for the first time uh, this past year at Essence Festival and she is the same online as she is offline. And that is the definition of keeping that same energy um, because I'm the same way as well. So Erica is a master educator, serial entrepreneur, and certified life coach. Born in Charleston, South Carolina, <laughs> she is known for her wit, charm, and purposeful voice as Geechee Girl on social media. Erica has built a community of cousins who impact the world one small act of kindness at and, and providing comedic relief while infusing jewels of life lessons in the punchline. She's also the owner of Charleston Crunch Co., a food production company and, in, and the in-school stomach program that trains students young and old in food production and food safety. Her education and administration background led her to create the nonprofit NotStar, a life skills and leadership retreat with a shine curriculum. She is currently filming her traveling low country table events called Okra Soup Truth for an independent project where she is in her element of low country cooking and meaningful conversation to break bread while building bridges with people across the Southeast. She is currently she currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia, with her son Nicholas. So I went to Erica's first um, Low Country table in Charleston, South Carolina, because that's where I was born at, and I am from South Carolina. So I was super excited to just you know support her. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. It is juicy. It is funny. And stay tuned for the announcement about season one starting in April and look out for that trailer in March. Until then, um, we're going to be on a break. So thank you guys. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, we have Erica joining us on the Coins and Connections podcast. Hey girl. Hey, what's going on? I'm so glad that you are here um, to just talk about your business, life, and whatever else you got going on. But before we get started, I do have some rapid fire questions that I want to ask you. So kind of just answer whatever comes to your mind first, okay? All right. I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So which song reminds you of an X and Y? Yes, it's it something about so the good. texture. 
and really it's about the texture more than the taste for me because mm. it's, it's not too crunchy but it's not soggy it's got like a little almost like an air crispy like yeah a, i don't like the way it's piece of air but i love yeah. the way it tastes i thought i was alone in that <laughs> no we just bonded yes we, we bonded. did and we're gonna really bond on this next one so um suck or swallow <laughs> Come oh, through, sis. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh goodness. Oh. Um. Ooh. I can't confirm nor deny these allegations at this time that one or both may be done dependent on the the object and and the the, the brand. <laughs> Oh, you hot in there. You hot out <laughs> All right, that was it. That was it. But on, on a lighter note. Oh, gosh. That's it. you over in it? No, we just getting started. <laughs> oh, I just, I love doing that because it, it really makes you, you know, super comfortable. Yeah. And now we can get into the good stuff. Yes, yes. I'm ready, child. I'm ready. Let's, let's live right. life and chop it up. Let's go. All right, so just tell me about your business and when did you start? Okay, well, it has evolved into so many things, so I'll just start from what what it started as and what it has evolved into. Um, This may actually will be the decade celebration for Geechee Girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And it started out basically um, wanting it to be somewhat of a nonprofit because I was employed full-time as a teacher. I was making okay money. Um, of course, never not for all the things that we do, but, you know, I, I was able to take care of me and my son. And so I was more um, interested in how I can take up positive space in this world. So I created Geechee Girl um, to celebrate our heritage, to give us a place to to come and be who we be, you know, mm-hmm. without fitting in anybody else's description of, of what is considered Charleston, South Carolina and the low country. Um, you know, from the Geechee Gullah Corridor, all, you know, that whole span of, of territory. And um, because there were other brands out there that celebrated being from South Carolina, but I didn't identify with any of those. So I said, well, shoot, I'm going to create Geechee Girl um, because I don't know about nobody else, but I prefer sitting down in my flip-flops and my tank top eating a bushel of crab versus, you know, going and, you know, chopping it up on a on a yacht not that i'm against that any yeah i i fully welcome but you understand what i'm saying it was just something that i felt that was missing the the flavor of a woman or or anybody that was from charleston low country area um of color that we have our own spice of life and i wanted to celebrate that so i created geechee girl and did started out with t-shirts and license plates and as a teacher education is important especially as i reflect on my late grandmother who graduated high school at the age of 53 the year i was born so i Mm -hmm. wanted to do something to honor her i used the profits from the t-shirts and accessories and license plates to create a scholarship in her name and i awarded it to students at my old high school north charleston stand up cougars Um, Okay. And, you know, just to say, keep going. It doesn't matter your circumstances. It was a beautiful thing to be able to award that. I was still here in Atlanta when it was awarded. My mother worked at the school at the time, and she awarded it on my behalf. 
um, and two of the students, one of them was a sing- is a single mother, and she's now a, a nurse. And just knowing that I had a small part to do with her achieving her goals that also helps take care of her children, you know, that that's priceless. Yeah. So, you know, going from that and having people excited about, you know, the different designs and stuff, the different T-shirts, um, it evolved into something. I'm like, wow, people really paying attention. And um, and with that attention came some some, you know, uh, what do you call it? Some uh, feedback that wasn't exactly positive because people saw the word Geechee and felt that I was, you know, being dismissive or disrespectful. I'm like, first of all, if you paid attention to how I'm presenting it and everything that I'm saying versus just looking at the name, you will see that it's a celebration of us. Yeah. So, you know, having to have that patience to get people to really go further than what they see and taking the time to educate themselves about what it all stood for, you know, it showed me that, okay, either you in it or you not in it. Which one are you going to do? Because you ain't going to be able to half-ass on this one. And um, it has evolved over the course of 10 years from a nonprofit to a online boutique store to, you know, um, coaching to, I mean, just everything that I know how to do. Um that I, I should say that I'm gifted to do because just because you know how to do something doesn't mean that you know how to do it well. But everything that I was gifted to do very well, I use Geechee Girl as that that platform to showcase it and provide, you know, goods and services for people who were looking for what I had to offer. Yeah. Um, in that span of time, you know, I know it got to be a little confusing because I was finding my way, you mm-hmm. know, new entrepreneur, um, you know, had been around business for a long time. My daddy, you know, always worked for himself all my life. So I always had that entrepreneurial spirit about myself. Um, And, you know, I just said, okay, I got to find my way. And it just happens to be publicly. So, you know, the downside of that is people got a little confused about exactly what it was that I am or doing or offer. And, um, but the positive side is that people saw me persevere until I figured it out. Yeah, so, that's what most of us go through. Right. So um, to this day, now Geechee Girl is more so a quote-unquote public figure as it, mm-hmm. um, as it is slated on, on Facebook, you know, the categories and stuff. Um, but I, I just feel like Geechee Girl is a voice. It's a voice for the majority of it is, is a voice for women for the most part, because that's the majority of my, my audience who I like to call cousins. I have, you know, some men who are very, very supportive of the whole movement. Um, you know, them, them boy right there, you know, um, and it just provides a platform for all of the other things, whether it's, you know, something I generate or something that other people generate, because I, I don't have any problems with sharing my platform. I know that the sky is big enough for more than one eagle. So, you know, gotten burned in the past because people took that and took advantage of it. And I wasn't wise enough yet to realize that every hand out wasn't there to help pull me up. You know, some hands were out to snatch some stuff. So, um, (laughs) you know, um, today it has evolved into Charleston Crunch Company, which is the food production company, the food sector of Geechee Girl, I should say. You can look at Geechee Girl as the umbrella now because all of it birthed from that. 
So you got Charleston Crunch Company. It's the food production company with the slamming food, especially the Chucktown <laughs> Chewies trademark. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I make my own vanilla extract, so that's how it's different um, among some other um, secrets. Um, but food production and then into Okra Soup Truth, which is my podcast, which we got to get you on. And, okay. <laughs> um, also just uh, the conversations that are had at my low country table uh where we bring people back to the table and share their stories um okay. with in this day and age of everything being automated and you can get whatever you need with just a tap of a screen they we're so connected until we're disconnected so yeah. you know relationships are built face to face and it's such a difference um so and and with me with being the youngest of seven there were nine to ten people in my house on a daily basis so every Sunday, you know, we would sit down to the table and eat. Did we always get along? Hell no. <laughs> we were a family, you know, we were yeah. really at that. So with those dynamics, you want to have, you know, your obstacles and your challenges and your miscommunications. But Sunday we sat down. Everybody sat their ass down at that table and, and we ate. And breaking bread kind of like gives you a fresh start for a new week. Say, okay, let's try it again. So growing up, I like that concept. Yeah, growing up and having that instilled in me, and even through college, people always knew they could come to my house to eat. I didn't have no typical college kitchen. Yeah, my kitchen in college looked like your mama kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) What what college person you know with a pressure cooker? I had one. Okay, we we wasn't playing games in these streets with the kitchen. So you know, uh, people who were from up north. Uh, and couldn't get home for the holidays or whatever. I stayed in Charleston, 45 minutes away from South Carolina State. So I really had to go home. I, I like staying in the burg because that's where I found my voice. So people were welcome to come. Yeah. Um, so just that concept of bringing people to the table, to the low country table and, and having meaningful conversations and, and leaving better than what we came it is, is, it's a joy. And I didn't realize it until a few weeks ago. I said, you know what? I actually sketched this whole concept in my little burgundy notebook that I had <laughs> sitting on the porch of the boarding house I used to live in on yeah. Ellis Street in Orangeburg. And I was like, wow, wow. So Gigi Girl has evolved into so many things. And um, I couldn't be more excited about the role that I'm allowed to play in, in making things come together. Um, and even with uh, the nonprofit Not Star that focuses on our young people, because I young people get bring me life. They they yeah. tell nerve up they and, do. <laughs> and they bring me life. So yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But you so you always been making busting food, girl. Listen, <laughs> I when people can't believe it when I tell them I've been cooking since I was seven. That's second mm. grade. Okay. Yeah. That's second grade, and it wasn't. I remember you know starting out. It was some little book, story book, and it had a little recipe in there for the cinnamon toast, and I did that, and I was like, okay, that was easy, so let me step it up a little bit. I will never forget my first meal that I made for my family, and people thought, you know, it would be something like spaghetti or something. Girl, I had the whole roasted Cornish hen and <laughs> some type of vegetable that I think it was Brussels sprouts Yeah, and fruit cocktail for dessert. My mom had a huge, she had a huge roaster, black roaster pan, and I remember that pan, and I remember putting it in, I ain't burned nothing, everything was good, everybody ate, yes (laughs) ma'am, always, so learning from from my mama and my, um, 
and my grandmama, and yes, even my daddy. My daddy can throw down too. Everybody okay. knows how to cook. So That's good. Than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you like come up with the concept of the Low Country Table? Because I know you said you know you like people to get from behind the phones and mm-hmm. and just you know meet greet with your with your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like also, what made you want to take it on the road? So let's talk about that. Well, I like to run loose in these streets, <laughs> you know, and I don't per se meet a stranger. I like going different places. Mm-hmm. And, and and this reminds me, too, of my, my childhood where we had a little station wagon. We all them had a churn in the back of the car and mama fixing the, the bag of food with the chicken, leaving the grease stains on the, you know, you, you can't stop in, at McDonald's when you got nine churn damn near in, in the car. And, and, you know, you have to cook. And so the, the traveling, I remember doing the road trips and my daddy would make it so much fun with just the simplest things. You know how, when you, um, go under a bridge and you can look on the bridge and it tells you how tall that bridge is. Mm -hmm. My daddy would make a game of it and say, try to guess how tall that, that bridge is, you know, just things like that, that we're bonding. I remember you know, now this one, me and him, we still got beef. Because how you going to drive us to Myrtle Beach but tell us we can't get out the car? We can just get <laughs> <have> the water. <laughs> but now as a parent, I get it. Myrtle Beach too expensive to let them churn out the car because they going to want something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I understand, Daddy. Keep the car, car door locked. Uh-uh, just look at the water. Keep it moving. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so that traveling bug was always in me. And cooking automatically. So just merging the two together just makes sense. And being able to meet people in, in different places and hear how we're our, our lives really are parallel and and just going somewhere and being exposed to stuff. I, I'm so glad that I was always exposed to different settings because I've seen um, the relationship between the mindsets and uh, of people who have never been out of their own town. And more times than not, it's a difficult situation. I'm not going to say that a person that travels is better than a person who has never left their home time. It's just a difference, a huge difference in, in perspectives and wanting to try things and, and being open to to things. And it reflects in your life the way that you live to me. So I'm yeah. not saying it's right or wrong, but it sure is a difference. And I, I'm just thankful and grateful that I'm exposed to different things. So we're going to uh, switch gears real quick. So I want to get kind of a little bit deeper into your story. And I want to ask you, what was the hardest part about um, being homeless with a child? And where did you get your strength um, from to continue to be that bitch? Well, I'll say this. The, the most difficult part was, and it's so unfair to me and, and all women, who are in this predicament and most of them are, are women of color but having to be strong you know emotionally because it, it shows on your face yeah. um uh for my child because mm-hmm. they feed off of how we handle situations um you know it, it wasn't fair to me that here i am you know experiencing this and i'm not allowed to feel how I feel because now it's going to create a bigger issue that I'm going to have to 
solve because now my child is going to see me breaking down and he's not going to know how to process that and yeah. I'm going to have to you know fix that so that was a very double-edged sword that I had to be strong when I did not want to and I shouldn't have had to to act like everything was going to be okay in moments where I felt like I just need a breather you mm-hmm. know even though in my heart of hearts I knew everything was going to be okay but the flesh side of me needed a moment to ugly cry and and spread eagle kick the carpet you know I needed that space to do that to release that frustration of here I am educated and intelligent you know personable I, I don't I ain't the perfect person but I've never done anything to anybody that would you know nobody deserves to be in that situation nobody yeah and I'm going through it and I, I can't yell, scream, or do nothing because I don't have any personal space. I mean, none. Something as simple as a door that I can close besides the bathroom. Um, I didn't have it. So either I would have to go for a walk or sit in the car that I was borrowing at the time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that that was the hardest part of not being able to release frustration the way that I needed to when I needed to um and I I just knew okay this is real uncomfortable so right here first of all let's remind ourselves you you remember the the goals you said that you are going to accomplish you you know yeah. what you aspire to be right oh okay so so <laughs> you, what, 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 what are we gonna do here what are we going to do here? You going to sit here and, and pout and cry or you going to realize that you got some big ass goals that you about to step into. So you, you can't train for the Olympics by just walking to the corner. Yeah. You, you, you got to run for a long minute and you got to run there quickly if you plan on going to the Olympics and coming back with some medals. So if you plan on achieving some shit, then, then you better, you know, get it together. Mm-hmm. Get it together and, and put everything in perspective that this comes along with the territory. They have yeah. that saying that, that, you know, there's no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. Yeah. These were some steep ass stairs I was climbing, <laughs> you know, and, yep. and the benefit of, of all of that is that you come out with a nice round booty. At yeah. the end. <laughs> you know, but yeah, as that. <laughs> yes, and, and was there like the a was there like a turning point that you just knew that, okay, all right, this shit about to pop off. All right, we're going to be all right. And and kind of describe what that moment might have looked like for you. I'm thinking back and I'm, I, I, I can't, I can't really pinpoint that one moment off the top of my head. It'll probably come to me later, but mm-hmm. It just seemed like, um, and it's funny how the mind works because something that I learned with PTSD is that, you know, going through something traumatic for you, you tend to block out memories. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> and you you have a hard time remembering things in, in, in its entirety. So there's And I want people to understand that that yeah. it's real and it's not just from everybody trying to associate it with war or things like that no it can be anything traumatic right. um right and and you do block it out and you get glimpses of it 
and yeah. and the pieces are not you know it's not together it's like maybe one memory here and, and one memory there but if you are having a hard time remembering something it's probably because it was a traumatic you know experience right. in your life right and so and it could be something as simple as a smell when mm-hmm. i was un unpacking something and a certain smell just you know how that um the show that's old raven she would mm-hmm. have these visions and it was yep. just like that and i i dropped everything and i burst out crying mm. and and it was so bizarre to me like okay you're not losing your mind you're allowed to process these feelings because you had to you know hold it in you you had to really uh you know hide and and what's the word i'm looking for where you um suppress that's the word i'm looking for you yeah suppress so much just to be able to get done what you needed to get done and that adrenaline kicks in and you do what you have to do for survival so operating out of survival you tend to experience things that you don't even remember two weeks three weeks three years later until something happens a song a smell a a color just something anything you know there was a long time I, I didn't drive the same route that I used to drive you know that was an hour away or walk <laughs> I was walking four thirty in the morning to catch a bus, to catch a martyr train, to catch another bus, to still walk a mile to get to work and get to work right at seven thirty. So, you know, there there's some things that your body's like, we don't wanna deal with that right now. You just came out of that. So I, I think maybe I know the turning point for me, I remember now. Because it just, as soon as I said walking <laughs> that bus, it just popped in my head. Yeah. There was a hotel that we were staying in. And I know, I know I talked to the, the front desk person and let them know how long I needed to stay for, for this span of time. Because I had to do it according, of course, to the money that I had. Yeah. So our our usual routine was, you know, I had to get up no later than five to get, you know, myself together, get our stuff packed make sure Nick had what he needed to to get dressed. I would leave the hotel room before him and so I could get to work on time. And I won't go into detail for, you know, security purposes, but yeah. you know, he he had to be an adult to for for in order for him to be present at school. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. But um uh so, you know, I was like we can't do this every morning cuz I'm going to be exhausted before Wednesday hits here. So I started doubling up the nights and, you know, pinching pennies and doing, you know, some things, selling some stuff to, to you know, nothing illegal, but, you know, just really putting myself in, in situations that I normally wouldn't. Um, and I went to the front desk and I said, I need to, the, the goal was that we were going to check out Monday. So when Sunday was there, uh they came to the room saying you're supposed to be checking out i'm like no i'm not i paid for until monday and i went down to the front desk lo and behold the person just did it did it all wrong i wasn't you know it wasn't like i paid for it and they were kicking me out but they didn't even process the thing correctly so yeah. i had to check out because they were booked so i mm-hmm. didn't have a room so here it is luckily my son was with a friend of mine with with their son but then that means I didn't have enough hands to help me move the stuff down. I didn't have no vehicle or anything. So now I'm moving our cooler of food, my bags, his bags, and 
all of it in one swoop. It was not like I could go back and forth because then somebody gonna walk off with our stuff. Yeah. So I had to do everything in one swoop. And so I had bags around my neck, bags on both shoulders, and in a cooler, and shit was heavy. And I just happened to look up and I saw my reflection in the hotel room that was across the hall. I just saw my reflection in the window. And I saw the the pain in my face, and I just started boohoo crying. I said, I'm tired of this shit. I should not be here. I should not be here. And I remember saying that. I should not be here. This shit stops now. And after that, it was just a whirlwind. I just, it was like that go hard. You already going hard, but it was Mm -hmm. like a shift. And and you're not taking no for an answer. You you already got the audacity to, to go forward, but it was like overdrive. And one thing led to another, led to another, led to another. And before we knew it, you know, I would, you know, I tried to stay in the same area so he wouldn't have to change schools, so he could have his sense of stability. But, you know, it was like, all right, what you got to do? It was just so many things that I spread myself so thin to where I was almost, you know, when you take a piece of gum and you constantly stretch it to where the yep. hole in the middle starts to form. And I was like, I just just let the hole get a little bit bigger. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're not going to break. I mean, I spread myself to the point where I could not be spread any thinner. And that's when we finally, you know, got approved for a one-bedroom apartment, had a, a vehicle that we used for as long as we needed to use it. Yeah. And, you know, it, things just, it finally, it finally came through. Because as long as we had that housing, you know, my whole paycheck was going to hotels and, mm-hmm. and whatever money we had left over, we were eating out. Now, in a, on a regular day, eating out is a privilege, is a luxury, is a, you know, a treat yourself type of thing. But Lord, yeah. it tore our stomach up. And hmm. me being a person that likes to cook, that was torture for me because everybody with a restaurant cannot cook, okay? <laughs> okay. I was so disheartened by the, the, I wanted vegetables. I wanted some, some good old soul food with some seasoning. And so didn't have it. So the minute we got our kitchen, I was correcting everything that was wrong with the food that was, you know, that was on our plates. Grateful for it. But I'm like, all right, this right here needed to taste like this. And, Mm. you know, it's crazy how life experiences make you create things that, that now are a thing with your business. Yeah it's crazy so i'm so grateful for the journey and being able to to withstand all of it because a lot of people um don't make it and Mm -hmm. when they don't make it it's because you know they take their own life and i had those thoughts i had suicidal thoughts um i had thoughts where i was like i'm just gonna check out because i can't take no more you know so people need to understand the emotional, the emotional battle, the, mm-hmm. the mental battle that goes on with it. And, and in the same breath, people, I know people mean well, but I can't tell you the number of people who I, I believe their intentions were well, but they contacted me and I knew them. Mm-hmm. Um, and would tell me, okay, I need for you to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to come and do this, 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 and this, so we can help you get out of la, 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 okay? So I would do this, this, and this, and then they would be ghosts. Wow. 
And now I'm 15 steps back further than what I started. Hmm. And that pissed me the hell off. Don't come into my life offering assistance that makes me alter my schedule and, and our logistics that, that's barely helping us hold on. And then you don't follow through. Don't do that. Because now you've made a bad situation worse. Yeah. I, I mean, there was one where we checked out of a hotel because somebody said that they were going to do a certain thing. And they did not show up. So now here we are. And we slept in our car that night. And I don't talk to that person to this day. Hmm. Because you didn't, with all of this technology, you didn't call, you didn't text, you didn't do anything to say, hold on, you know. And I told them, it's not like they didn't know the situation. Yeah. You know, people always want you to, to reach out for help and you got to be open to receive help. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'll be open to receive. I, I get it because I'm one of those people. I'll just do it myself because I don't like being disappointed because I, I try not to disappoint other people. But when that started happening, I started closing back up. And that's when I started throwing them boundaries back up left and right, left and right. And a lot of you people have, have to. feelings about that. But just like you say, you have to. You have to. If you don't look out for you, who else will? So, you know, sorry, not sorry, but them boundaries, yeah, them boundaries. So, um, what quick advice would you give to someone um, who is possibly thinking about starting a brand? Do it. And <laughs> do it unapologetically. And do it. And do it again. And, and do it and, right damn now. <laughs> and do it now. Don't wait. I don't there is no perfect time. There is no perfect time at all. Please understand there is no perfect time. Um because what you think is the perfect time might be too late. Yeah. Um because somebody else and, and it's happened to me. I've thought of a couple of things and I'm like, Oh, wait, 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 no, don't do it just yet. And then I'll turn look up and somebody done did it. I'm like, yeah. damn. You know, procrastination is expensive. Okay? I've always told people that. Um, I always told myself that. Does it stop me from procrastinating here and there? No. But I learned that procrastination is you doubting yourself. You're scared of being being great. So I'm like, well, shit, you already failed publicly, so go do it. Don't, yeah. don't wait anymore. Just go do it. And if it don't work out, oh, well, on to the next thing. And you then know? that idea that you have, always think of it like there's 100,000 people that got that same idea. Mm -hmm. So if you mm -hmm. don't act on it, <laughs> more people gonna do it and right. you're gonna be sitting here like damn i was gonna right. do that right but you didn't do it so you know you know what and and really in in all fairness even if they do do it you yeah. still can add your own spin to it you know okay you, you look at rihanna and how many people are already got makeup lines and everything else and doing fantastically she could have easily said eh, there's already people out here, you know, putting faces and stuff together and doing the eyebrows to the gods and all of this mm -hmm. stuff like that. But she came out and she did it her way and ain't, ain't missed the beat. Ain't missed the beat. Because I sure got some Fenty in my closet, in my, yeah. Bowl, my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. so, you know, you have to, to, you have to, that would be the other advice that I have someone, have for somebody considering beginning their own brand is to do it still even if there are 50 billion people already doing it 50 billion people aren't you and 
you have to be committed to yourself and your voice and what you bring to the table to make it work. And if you find that it does not bring you joy anymore, mm-hmm. then keep flipping it. Keep flipping it. Because there was one point in time I was ready to walk away from Geechee Girl, sell the website, do, you know, who wanted who wanted for $2, you know, because yeah. I was so frustrated, you know. But, of course, people and and universe has a way of just, you know, tapping me on my shoulder and be like, all right, little buddy, sit down for a second. Let, let me explain to you what's going on. <laughs> Because every time that I would do it, I tell you no lie, every time I would think about quitting, somebody would post a picture and tag me in one of my original shirts. Mm. I tell you no lie, every single time. And or either somebody would send um, a comment on my blog that, you know, really isn't as active as it used to be. And it was difficult for me to swallow the, 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 um, the fact that people would tag me in other people's blogs i'm like well, wait a minute why you ain't tag people in my blogs and i'm saying the same thing if if not with more personality that yeah. they say it you know so it was just so frustrating so frustrating i i don't understand the the human nature behind things and i guess it's not for us to understand but just to learn how to manage it um that you have to continue to persevere even when you feel like things aren't turning out the way you would like for it. What mm-hmm. you like, it might not be what you need. So, you know, either you show up and continue to be committed to the mission or you let ego get in the way and, and throw you off your game. So I, I just, you know, keep my head down and advise, you know, just take in the guidance from ancestors and spirit guys yes i'm very spiritual i'm not religious <laughs> for those of you who, who be like what you talking about but you know universe <laughs> and, and, and signs are always there guiding us we just have to be able to shut the hell up for a little bit oh and yes listen. you gotta sit still sometimes and and wait on that guidance you know we we are a people who are very connected to nature very mm-hmm. connected from the very beginning that's why our hair defies gravity i mean there are antennas but (laughs) you know what i'm saying but because we've become so accustomed to the way of society you know i'm not saying that we got to live in 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 caves and huts and things of that nature but you know we have to be connected to this thing we call earth and receive all of the signs that that are out there for us so that we can live life on this planet and and do what we were sent here to do because we ain't beat all of them little sperm tadpoles (laughs) we here for a reason we here Mm -hmm. for a reason and and it's our job um to find it and or or let it find us if we too busy body to sit still and and do it but it'll hit us over the head yeah and when we finally recognize it then you go back like oh been trying to tell me this all this time and i wasn't paying attention i was too distracted yep you know and that's why i said in that uh quick fire um question when you asked see the past or see the future i don't Mm -hmm. i don't want to see the future because i i don't want to mess things up so to speak just let me always reflect on what i've come through and what i've learned so that I can keep going forward. Because the future is going to happen with or without my consent. 
you know so yeah all right so the last question that i want to ask you is just kind of where do you see yourself in five years child mm, five years i'll be <laughs> let's see i'm turning 48 next month so that would make me 53 and fabulous and yes. still feisty and let's see nick will be 90 oh yes he'll be <laughs> he'll be 20 He'll be 20 because he turns 15 this year. He'll be 20. Yes, out my pocket for the most part, out my house. I told him I'm going to move out. He can stay, you know, <laughs> whatever, doing his own thing. I'm I'm proud of the young man he's um, grown to be. He's had a rough life. And, yeah. you know, not rough such as, you know, people consider, oh, you, he ain't living no the hood. He ain't living the projects. You don't have to have that to, to consider a life rough. He's mm-hmm. had a rough emotional life with you know no father being present choosing not to be present i'll put it like that a father choosing not to be present when he knows about him um and and just having to move so much and i take my hat off to nick for for being able to survive having me as a mom (laughs) yeah because my life impacts his and um i don't live an ordinary life because i'm not an ordinary person and being able to balance solo parenting with entrepreneurship, with being an educator where you kind of got to be a parent to other people turn, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes there were things that went neglected. I, I yeah. said two weeks ago that I know I'm not the best mother, but I'm a great mother because considering all circumstances, I did my best to make sure that he wasn't forgotten. Yeah. That he receive life lessons that would help him um i have this thing with him that i tell him i said i know you don't understand some of the stuff that i'm telling you now i said but i'm not telling it to you for the present day you i'm telling it to you for the 20 30 40 year old you because i can't wait until then to tell you or show you because then it'll be too late Mm -hmm. so you know i just at, at age 53 i see myself I see myself, um, (laughs) I don't think I'll be teaching anymore. Okay. Matter of fact, let me set my intentions on this wonderful full moon weekend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am going to release myself from being held back from the public school system because there's so much that needs to be done, but I can't quite do it um, the way that it needs to be done because of the politics behind the public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, I release myself from having to ask for permission to do the things that I know need to be done, not only professionally, but personally. Some days I just need to lay down because I'm a little bit in pain. I do, you know, labor intensive work. Um, I release myself from feeling like everything has to be done by me. I know that my team and my tribe is constantly navigating themselves towards me um, so that we can build together and I can delegate responsibilities to them that allows them to shine in their gift and to build their empire because, is again, the sky is big enough for more than one eagle. I am an incubator for greatness. I am a... Ooh, my head just spun when I said that. So the universe <laughs> must be pleased. Um, I, I, I really, I'm a platform for others whose mission is genuinely and authentically 
to improve this space that we take up each and every day and allow people to know that they were born great. They don't yeah. have to look for greatness outside of themselves. They just have to tap into that greatness that's within them and be okay knowing that they are great because sometimes that makes people very uncomfortable. And so they dim their lights. I am people. I used to dim my light. Now I'm bright as shit because listen here, the people who are okay with themselves and don't allow their insecurities to, to hinder others, they like my light. And whether people like my light, run from my light, or sit in my light to find warmth when they feel like they're at rock bottom, I'm going to shine. And I'm going to help others to shine so that we can just get out of this darkness that, that we tend to be in from time to time where we just don't understand why we're here. Yeah. So that that's that's where I'll be at the age of fifty three. And I do I do believe that um I'll have a handsome gentleman to my <laughs> right, whichever side he prefers, um, as we, you know, dine on some delicious food that he cooked, because any man with me better know how to cook. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um and and traveling the world and seeing the sights at fifty three, I, I believe that's where I'll be. I, I I believe that's where I'll be and providing opportunities for people to take care of their households so that they don't have to go through what I went through, even if it was just for a, a short while. Nobody should go through that. Nobody. Yeah. Okay. So now I want you to tell the people where they can find you at on these internet streets so they can holler at you. Great. I everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I um okay so it's several places. My main place that I operate is is Facebook on the Geechee Girl page, and it's G E E C H I E G U R L. There's several pages out there with Geechee or girl in it. I am the Geechee Girl T M T M. Um, that's also on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I try to do the Snapchat thing, but I no 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 can't do it. Um, I, I may try TikTok. I don't know, but um, I'm on all of those platforms. Uh, also as Charleston Crunch Co. Uh, mm-hmm. and I use the abbreviation for Charleston, which is C H A S Crunch Co. Um, and then also Okra Soup Truth, Okra Soup Truth, is just like it's spelled, all one word on all platforms. And um, generally, from from those things, you can find all of the others. Because I do my best to keep everything connected, so people see we are unit out here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, okay. and they can also text the word Geechee to three one nine nine six for my text alerts. Because folks don't open up email like they used to, so I go to text alerts. And that's good that you you know out there just putting putting good food in people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bust them in the mouth. Bust them, them in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And they, they, oh, they need to find themselves at that little country table. Oh, and they go to the, ooh, I didn't even say the website, oprasouptruth.com. Oprasouptruth.com. Yeah. And you can you you can find everything from there. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell y'all, I went to the little country table in Charleston, in the Chuck, <laughs> and, and we had a, a great time. The food was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
the the spirits the the talking just everything was beautiful a beautiful well done um event so check out uh erica doing her thing at the low country table um when she comes to your city because i yeah. think you're gonna be booked out all oh, yeah hey i receive it i receive it i really wish you could make it to this one in atlanta this coming um on on the 15th you know i don't know what time this podcast will air but this coming yeah. weekend valentine weekend on the 15th we're gonna do and it's the girls night out so i'm like look here i, I guys, wish that too we're we gonna air in march so you got any dates ready for march that they well, can... you know what yes i do and so okay. i hope people are and i'm gonna let you in on, on it because you know you you ride or die with me so i'm gonna give you uh exclusive uh what's okay. in the air this the date this the location um and it's going to be a repeat of the grown-ass black woman because i just find that we as women of color need a safe space to be who we be sensually professional professionally you know emotionally just however we arrive i don't care if people come in a two-piece bathing suit or a prom dress mm. or, or fur and, and thigh-high boots it don't matter <laughs> be who you be you know what i'm saying so um yeah i'll give you the date and the location after all of this is over so you okay. know okay Mm-hmm. <laughs> well you heard it first i'm about to get some exclusive information and i truly thank you for joining me today on the podcast um mm-hmm. and until next time hey coin snatchers before we jump into this episode i want to let you know that i decided to create an exclusive listening and video bonus for all my listeners to join you can become a book bay or business bay for only $5 a month. You will get access to additional podcast episodes and exclusive videos, along with blog posts of information that I want to share only with my BB bays. So go on over to patreon.com backslash and Smith and join today. I'll make sure I leave all the details in the description so you can join me as a BB Bay today. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to leave a review. If you have any questions, you can email me at hello at cinquantacocksmith.com. Feel free to visit my websites, www.cinquantacocksmith.com and www.coinsandconnections.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cinquantacocksmith and at coinsandconnections. Feel free to visit my free Facebook group. It's called Books Plus Business Support Network. And I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.